It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. All right, hello, 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 and welcome in the WATH studios. It's Valentine's Day. February 14, Carl Blaylock, Dylan Westmeyer in here with you. We were supposed to have Jake Amata too, but uh, I think his girlfriend dragged him away. Yeah, probably had some Valentine's Day commitments that he forgot about for today, but hey, I'm here with you, Carl. Yeah, I, I have a Valentine's Day commitment I'm fulfilling right now. Uh, a Shamrock Shake, fourth of the year already. They've only been out for like, they've only been out for not even a week yet. This is already my fourth, but uh, cheers to it. I do enjoy myself a shamrock shake. <laughs> Dylan's shaking his oh, head like, kidding. I mean, hey, it's good. It's good. They're really, really good. I mean, what what else couldn't you ask? Mint. It, it tastes mint. It's mint. It's literally, quite literally, mint. They just get you with the name, Carl. They just get you with the name. Yeah, they're good. They're good. But we have more to talk about than just Shamrock Shake. We got a huge Mac basketball game just down the road, about no, just five minutes south of here. In the convo as Buffalo comes into town, they are playing the Bobcats. Big game for the Bobcats as they look to continue momentum. We'll break down that game and all the college basketball games tonight. Some interesting ones in the Mac as well. Well, actually, Ohio's game is probably the most interesting game in the Mac, but still. Some interesting games around the country as well. And then we'll talk about the NFL. The last two head coaching vacancies have been filled, plus a few coordinator things, and a few pieces of the offseason puzzle are starting to shape up. We'll see. We'll talk about that, break that down, and we'll talk a little bit about the NBA as well. Cavs picked up a victory last night. But let's start first with the Bobcats. They're playing host to Buffalo, and, I mean, it's... I'm, I mean, it, it was a it was an absolute game Friday night against Akron. The Bobcats shot out of their mind, 48% from the field, 62% from three. It, it's going to be awesome to see if they can keep it up again. They've looked really good over the last few games. Yeah, that was a huge win. I think the Bobcats are finally coming into the form that we expected them to be in at the beginning of the season. Um, we expected a lot from this team, I believe. Um, and I, they almost proved us right beating Michigan early on beating Michigan really early on in the season, but they, they kind of fell off a little bit, you know, had some rough losses. Obviously, they're not st- still not doing well on the road, 3-9 and nine on the road, but when they're in the convo, oh, they're almost unbeatable. 11-1 and one this year. Um, this is a huge game. Both teams sitting at 6-6 six and six in the league. I believe it's a 6-7 matchup. Um, looking forward to seeding in the MAC tourney. This is a big one. Need this win, especially with NIU playing Ball State. Uh, if the Bobcats are able to come out with this one, they would be then tied with NIU, both at 7-6 and six in the league. Uh, that's another MAC game to look at. I believe Ball State is currently sitting in third with NIU in fifth. So that's another another interesting MAC game tonight. Yeah, I mean, I remember I, w- I was talking uh, off-air. We were uh, talking at the game, actually, with Michael Roth. Uh, we went to the game together Friday night, and we're just sitting there talking pregame and he's sitting there you know we got to win one of these two games this game or tuesday's game we won friday night if we can win both i think we're pretty much set to go to cleveland unless we have some incredible claps yeah i I think you're right carl um if they win tonight's game they've kind of cemented themselves the next team is bowling green at four and eight in the league if i'm not mistaken um so i believe they've got a two game you are right Yep, two two game you know cushion there, and if they win tonight, it'd be three. Um, so that they'd be looking really good. But then again, like looking forward towards seeding, um, you really don't want to be in that seven eight spot. So this is a huge one tonight. You don't want to have to play against Akron or Toledo in that first round. I know that we did be or sorry Kent State, Akron or Toledo. Any of those three teams are really scary this year. Um, you really want to shoot for that four five spot, uh, but. Hey, a 6-3 six, six, is probably the best. You don't really want to be facing one of those top two teams. This is a Buffalo team coming off of... They've they've had some pretty good games lately. They lost to uh, Kent State Friday night by 6. Um, and that was coming off of a, 
very high-scoring game against Eastern Michigan, 102-97 last Tuesday. I kind of wonder what what exactly we'll see out of Buffalo. On the season, they're averaging about 79 points per game. They're shooting the ball pretty well, 46.5%. They move the ball around really well. They have a lot of assists, averaging about 16 assists a game. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I know we talked with uh, we talked with Russ Eisenstein yesterday. He was on yesterday's show, and he talked about Curtis Jones, their leading scorer. He's got 15.6 points per game, five rebounds per game, and three assists per game. We're gonna have to Bobcats are gonna have to shut him down a little bit. But I'm interest, I'm interested to see uh, what the Bobcats can do because I, I really think that if they can start stringing together wins, it, it just you just felt something in the convo Friday night. If you were there, you, you just felt it where it, it, it just felt like this team could do something. Yeah, that's right, Carl. I mean, looking at the rest of their schedule, if they're able to beat Buffalo, um, you'd hope that they can go on the road and beat Central Michigan, who's having a, a bit of a rough season, as well as Miami on the road. Those are two teams that you want to get wins against on the road. And then they already beat Northern Illinois at their place. And like I said earlier, they're looking really good in the convo, sitting at 11-1 and one, if they're able to take that one. I mean, you look at the last, whatever, what, six games, I believe. The only one that I, I think is probably out of reach would be at Kent State. I think that's going to be a really, really tough game for the Bobcats. Um, obviously, traveling this year has not been the best. But if they're if they're able to, uh, you know, pick up five of these last I, – I wouldn't be shocked if they picked up five of these last six. Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely the way you want to go into Cleveland – looking like looking at some of the other games tonight Akron at Eastern Michigan and I- I'm intrigued to see what happens in this one you still got Imani Bates yeah he's still around can't count him out can't count him out I mean the Bobcats know that for certain and it, it, you don't know what to expect out of Eastern Michigan because they could either be the worst team in the MAC and some nights they could play like the best team in the MAC yeah they're, they're, they're streaky as can be the inconsistency is insane. Do you think that they'll be a good, the good Eagles or the bad Eagles tonight against Akron? I don't know. Ak- Akron's a tough team to play against, so they are coming off two losses. Um, and, I mean, Eastern Michigan's had some solid performances. A uh, seven-point loss to Toledo, the five-point loss to Buffalo. They lost to Ball State by one in OT, and then beating OU by 11. I mean, they've had some good performances in recent weeks. So I wouldn't be shocked if this was a lot closer than people are, are making it out to be. Looking down the schedule, Miami taking on Toledo. Miami's not look good this year, not at all. Toledo comes in here, and I want to make sure I'm getting this right, 16-point yeah, favorites. 16-point favorite. That's, I mean, that's a lot, even in the MAC. I mean, normally when you go into to, to MAC play, I mean, I mean, you never know who's going to win. I mean, yeah, but... If there's ever a game to have that type of spread, it's definitely this one. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Toledo has looked really, really good. I mean, they're, in my mind, a clear number two behind Kent State and then Akron slotting in at the three spot. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of Ball State this year. Right now they're sitting in the three, but I think they slide down to the four or the five. Yeah, I I, I would agree, but I'm just waiting for the Toledo collapse. They've had it patented since about, like, the 80s. They've not won a MAC tournament since like the 80s and I just I you expect it at this point they've been so good over the last five years and they've still yet to scratch the NCAA tournament and I, I just think that happens again I think somehow they're gonna fall they're gonna fall in the tournament and they're gonna miss out again I, I still don't think this is a year the Rockets I, I need to be proved otherwise before I will say the Rockets will win the back yeah, that's right, Carl. I mean, Toledo has just struggled in the tournament. I feel like every year since, even since I was little, you know, you talked about three teams going to the tourney for the MAC. That'd be Kent State, Akron, and OU. Yeah, those were the three teams. I feel like every Plus Buffalo, single year. Some and, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo did have a couple of good teams here and there, but I feel like I was always it was always me and my dad when we were talking about those teams. It was Akron, Kent, and OU were the three. I mean, I remember OU's Sweet 16 run when I was younger. I know Akron always has done, you know, relatively well in the tournament. Kent State's had some good runs in the tournament since, you know, I was younger. But I don't know. We always talked about how Toledo had good teams, but we never talked about them in the tournament. No. 
We'll have to see if they can finally break it this year. This one's really the, one of the more intriguing games of the night. Northern Illinois, fifth in the MAC right now. They're playing Ball State. They're trying to move up with this victory. I mean, the Huskies have been a bit of a surprise. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the Huskies, they're sitting at 11-14, and 14, but they're they are looking good in the MAC, which obviously is what matters. Um, I don't think the MAC's gotten an at-large bid in God knows how I, long. I think it was the 90s. We looked it up. We looked it up at the beginning of the year. I think it was 1998 or 99. Yeah, it's, 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 been, a, it's been a long time since the MAC's gotten an at-large bid, but, I mean, league play is what you got to be good at, and right now... Northern Illinois looked good. I mean, obviously the Bobcats were able to steal one at their place, but other than that, they had a previous loss to Ball State, but they were able to beat Kent State. That's a huge win. Yeah. Uh, you know, played some teams close. They played Akron. Yeah, no, they got blown out by Akron at Akron, but playing Toledo relatively close at home. I mean, Toledo's looked good, like we said, but I don't know. It looks like looking at their out-of-conference schedule, it doesn't look too easy. I mean, VCU is always a solid team. You can never count them out. Yeah. They've done some damage on the tourney. Gonzaga, that's a big game. Georgia Tech, Northwestern. I mean, they, they've set themselves up where they had some tougher matchups earlier in the year and getting ready for MAC play. Yeah, absolutely. This is another game that really is intriguing. Is This is a battle for eighth place at the moment in that last bid into the MAC tournament up in Cleveland. Central Michigan at BG. Both teams 4-8 and eight in the MAC. Both teams kind of sitting there trying to get the uh, trying to get that eighth spot. Yeah. I'm interested to see who wins it. I mean, BG's look. BG's had streaks this year, but they haven't looked good in the last few weeks. Yeah, BG's been very streaky. I'm looking through their their schedule right now. It's like win two, lose five, win two, lose two, win five. Right now, they're going into this game on a five game losing streak. So. That, but Central Michigan's the team to turn it around against. Like you said, I mean, they're, they're not having that hot of a season either. 4-8 uh, and eight in MAC play. They did win their last game at Miami, so that's that's a good one to come off. I know Miami that's hasn't Miami, looked good. Man. But coming off a win, I feel like you're, yeah. you you like coming off a win much more than a loss. And, I mean, they had, they had some, the, you know, the top three teams right now in the league in their last three games. They had Kent, Toledo, Ball State, Miami. Um they didn't really play any of the top three teams too close. I mean, two of those games were on the road, but, I mean, coming off a win, I feel like you're always feeling better coming off a win versus a loss, but it is at BG, so, I mean, you never really know, I feel like, in the MAC between those teams. The teams that are normally really close to each other, it's it's normally a toss-up, I feel like. It is. It really is. I mean, you kind of just have it to where you have, like, about, like, five or six, you know, you got about, like, the one or two teams that are like above everybody else, but after that, it's just kind of everyone else is just there, and it's a free for all. Yeah, that's right. I feel like that's how it is for I mean most divisions. Most times, you know, you have that that top one two that have set themselves apart early in MAC play or in, in in league play, and I this year for the MAC, it's it's Kent State for sure. Kent State's for sure put themselves up top. And And look for a minute, like Akron might be up in that upper echelon as well, but they're kind of falling back down to earth. Yeah, they've fallen off a tad these past past few weeks. I mean, a couple of losses to, you know, to OU and Toledo, but they're still really strong in league play. They're they're really strong in out-of-league play. They they didn't have as tough of an out-of-league schedule as some of these other teams, but you know, still playing solid competition, um, and you know that team's going to be ready once it comes t- comes time for the tournament. Akron's always ready for the tournament. They're always really well coached. I mean, you can't. I, I feel like this year in the MAC tournament, it's kind of like when OU won it as the four seed. You've got those five four, seed or five seed. You're they right. You're five right. seed. Like the top five seeds, I feel like could all do some damage yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, I, I would even argue six. I, I feel I could see. Buffalo doing something in the tournament as well. I mean, we can't. Northern Illinois could do something. Peyton or Peyton Sparks and Ball State can do something. I mean, there's there's really about six teams that like you can you can find something in those teams. Uh, the last one, Kent State. They're at Western Michigan. 
Kent State should take care of business, I believe. Yeah, I I, I don't see Kent State losing on the road tonight, that's well, for sure. I mean, we thought that, and they lost to Northern Illinois earlier in the season. So Yeah, but then again, remember, Northern Illinois is not that bad of a team. We, we didn't think they were going to be that good, but, I mean, look, they're sitting at fifth in MAC play. That's that's nothing to scoff at. And Toledo's, or Kent State, sorry, is coming into this one, and I think it looks like two losses in their last, like, 15 games. One of those losses at Akron and the other loss at Northern Illinois, both on the road against top top half competition. I, I I really don't see this Kent State team losing on the road. I mean, look at their other road losses in non-league play. Gonzaga, they've only lost by, what is that, seven? Yeah. They lost by seven to Gonzaga, five to Houston, the number two ranked team. Yeah, and they held them. Didn't they held them like only like 50 points? 49, 49 yeah. points. I mean... This Kent State team, they're they're scary team, and if they make the big dance, do not be shocked if we see a Kent State upset in the first round. Uh, they could probably make the Sweet 16. Moving over to top 25 action tonight, a few interesting games. Graydon at Providence at 7 p.m. That should be a good one. Big East always never disappoints. What do you think about this one tonight? Uh, I mean, both those teams are always really well coached, really solid teams. You can never count either of them out, it, as we see in the line. I mean, Creighton's favored by one, even though it is on the road. Both these teams score the ball a lot. They play good defense, both holding their opponents to under 70 points while scoring over 76 each. They both look really good. They shoot the free throws well. Uh, Providence right now has got the rebound edge, though, so that that could be a big thing to look at tonight. If Providence is really able to to you know crash the glass a lot more than Creighton is that could be the reason that Providence comes out tonight and I mean Providence is coming off a kind of a, a rough loss on Saturday they lost at St. John's I mean that's that's a bit of a rough loss for the Friars uh Bryce Hopkins is gonna have to big one and this is a Blue Jays team that uh they're on a they're on a pretty big win streak yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game win streak. Yeah, that win against UConn's a good win. I mean, it is. At the beginning of the year, we were talking about UConn possibly being able to go undefeated this year. Yeah, they they look very good early in the season, and I, I it's tough because it's at the uh, they don't call it the dunk anymore, but I'll still call it the dunk <laughs> up in Providence. But I, I don't know. It, it, I think it all depends on how well Bryce Hopkins plays. You're probably right. If about Bryce that Hopkins one, yeah. can put up 25, Friars win. If not, I think the Blue Jays win. But I mean, these are two really good teams. These are two teams that I think it'll be a tight one for sure. They, they win. Both both these two teams win their first tournament game. I, I think they might even. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them make the Sweet 16. That wouldn't shock me either. And I think there's only one other top. Tw- well, not no, even a top 25 matchup. No, there's there's two there's more. A couple. You're there's, right. There's you're right. I, I forgot about Kansas State. Yeah. But uh. North Carolina State and Syracuse. I mean, again, another game that's only one one point favor for it's, Syracuse. It, it's at it's at the Carrier Dome. Well, it not is. the Carrier Dome. Another one that they've changed. The JMA Wire. No, it's still the Carrier Dome <laughs> in our hearts. I'm I no. I didn't even know they they. I think I I did see that, but I didn't really pay attention to the fact they changed the uh, the name on that. But no, I mean. I don't know. Syracuse has just looked off. It's tough to play at Syracuse. It's it, tough it to play is. At Syracuse, it is. But Syracuse hasn't looked the best this year. They're coming off two two wins against Boston College and Florida State. I know it doesn't mean that's, too too that's much. Not, that's they're not. The ACC hasn't looked great this no, year. No, they're not. They're, the ACC have not looked great. The Mountain West is a better basketball conference than the ACC this year. You live and die by the Mountain West. I'm not wrong on that one. I'm not wrong <laughs> on that one though. Um, uh, I mean, I mean NC North Carolina State. State I mean. Tough loss to Virginia. Virginia looks like about the only ACC team that's going to do anything this year. Yeah. Um, maybe Miami. Miami of Ohio or Miami of Florida has actually looked pretty solid, but a lot of these other teams have really struggled. I'll tell you that they, they have struggled. I just think I think Jim Beheim at this point he he is he's past his he's past his expiration date. I mean, you, you look at a lot you look at a lot of these Big East coaches. You look at a lot of them. I mean, think about it. You had, you have all these different coaches. You have, uh, I mean, you have Coach K. He's retired. 
and oh. or North Carolina's coach. Yeah, He's, he retired. Roy Roy Williams. That's it. He retired it. recently. Yeah, I mean, you, you might be right. It might be Bayheim's time to you know. Tip tip his cap and and call it a day, but he's not been he's not really been that good since they moved to the ACC. They had like one or two years, and after that, they've kind of just fallen flat. He's just kind of been there. They had those they had those they had those two runs as a ten seed. Yeah, <laughs> that's I it. Mean, the, you you can't count them out. That's the thing. Syracuse may not be that team that's going to wow you every night, but. They could beat anybody on any given night. They're not going to be. Hey, I, I trust. I trust Jim Beheim's coaching. He he is a great coach. He's you a great. Co- he's a, he's a great he's coach for like the 2000s and the early 2010s. He still he's still had some really big wins. Times. He's had some really big wins. He's had obviously his team's always going to go to the big dance, and they're they could make a stir. Will they? Probably no. not. No. I don't think they do. But I, I don't think you can count them out. Looking at some Big 12 basketball, number five, Kansas, on the road at Oklahoma State. This this screams trap game. Screams trap game. There's no easy games in the Big 12. We saw that yeah. last night with Texas Tech upsetting Texas. Yeah. I mean. I, I remember watching Oklahoma State a little bit last year, and I, I really liked how scrappy that team is. Yeah. And obviously they're coming off some pretty, you know, what five game win streak with a win in, over TCU and Iowa State. Oh, those are two really big wins. And I mean, obviously coming into to Kansas, it's Kansas has looked really good this year. Kansas has looked really, really good this year. But you can't count Oklahoma State out. And, and, mean, he, and here's the interesting thing, and this is how much parity that ESPN thinks that uh, the Big Twelve has this year, which they do. Oklahoma State's favored in the matchup predictor over really? Kansas State. Yeah, 54% to 45. Interesting. That's very interesting because right now the line is Kansas by a point and a half. That's a little bit of a brand line, I think, especially considering Oklahoma State's coming off of a coming off an eight-point victory in, in Ames. Yeah. It's very hard to win big in win. Ames, and they won in Ames. I, I would have to agree with them. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have to agree with the matchup predictor. I, I think Oklahoma State wins this. I agree. I think Oklahoma State does pull off this upset, but I don't think it's based on anyone's scoring. It's going to be Oklahoma State's defense. Yes. Oklahoma State's defense is going to shut down Kansas. I, this might be a bold prediction. I don't see Kansas scoring 50 tonight. I, I, I say Oklahoma State holds Kansas to 50, and Oklahoma State wins by five. I say it's a low-scoring defensive game tonight. That's that, That'd be my guess. We'll see. We'll see. Then uh, also 9 o'clock, number 12, Kansas State traveling to Oklahoma. Mm, I, I don't know what to think about this one because we talked about the Big 12 parity, but, I mean, yeah, Oklahoma, are they really that Kansas good? State, I'm trying to look at the Oklahoma schedule here. They are 12-13 and 13 on the year, so they're about 500. So you, you can't count them out of it, and they're the home team. Oklahoma fans are like no other, let's be fair. Oklahoma yeah. fans do get very, very rowdy. And, and this is a team that did beat Alabama by 24. And this is an Alabama team that's now number one in the nation. They are coming off four losses, though. Since that game. Yeah, since that Alabama game. And they had lost three prior to that Alabama game. And their only previous win is West Virginia, who, though I do love Bob Huggins, has not looked very good as of late. No. The... I, I love West Virginia. I loved watching that that team play when I was younger. It was just fun to watch. It was good defense. It was fun to watch. But they have not been good as of late. And... I don't know. West Virginia also did beat Oklahoma by 22, or 32, sorry, 32. A couple of, uh, what, 10 days ago now? Yeah. It's, I, I, I see Kansas State coming out of this one on top big. I, I, I don't see it being yeah. close. I, I would agree with that. We'll go over to the NFL. I am rejoicing. The Colts did not hire Jeff Saturday. We'll break down who they hired. In fact, the Cardinals also hired as well. What it means for the Bengals, what it means for the entire NFL. All of that here on the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. 
Attention Classic Hits 970 AM and 97.3 WATH listeners and businesses. Change is in the air. Did you know we've moved? The studios are now located at 223 Columbus Road, the old Atomic Credit Union building across the street from Health Recovery Services. Stop in and check out the new place and be listening for the big changes in the air right here on Athens' own Classic Hits 970 AM at 97.3 FM WATH. Power 105 at 970 WATH are your home for the OHSAA Boys Basketball Tournament in Athens County. Join us for coverage of every single boys basketball game involving an Athens County team throughout the tournament run. Coverage will start on February 18th with Athens hosting Hillsdale in a play-in game with coverage starting around 645 on Classic Hits 970 WATH. Ohio Roads and Bridges connect us to things we need and enjoy. It takes a lot of hard work and money to keep roads in good shape. Today, most of that money comes from Ohio's gas tax. As Ohioans drive more fuel-efficient and electric vehicles, people are buying less gas. That's great for our environment, but it means less money for road and bridge maintenance. Ohio is conducting a study to find a new and more sustainable way to fund the maintenance of our roads and bridges. To learn more and to provide input, visit ohioroadfunding.com. Sponsored by Ohio Department of Transportation and aired in cooperation with the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. This is a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. Carl Blaylock, Dylan Westmeyer with you in the WATH studios. And I'm quite happy. I was scared. I was scared, (laughs) Dylan. I was scared that the Colts were going to make a bad decision, that Jim Irsay was going to force the hire of Jeff Saturday. And he didn't. And we can go back. We can go back to Jeff Saturday being the greatest center in our franchise's history. We can, uh, I've seen the amount of memes, the, the, uh, the men in black, the, uh, the men in black <laughs> neuralizer. Uh, this did not happen. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to remember the entire second half of the season, but. You know, Jeff, Jeff released a great video. He was out fishing somewhere. But he's just on a boat just fishing and going, hey, you know, good luck to Shane and everyone. As Shane Steichen is a new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and he seems like a hire. good leader. That's a big hire. I like the hire. I, I like the hire. I think it's a really good hire for the Colts. I mean, you've seen what the Eagles have done on offense this year. Even the two games that Gardner Minshew started. I mean, Gardner Minshew is a good backup quarterback. I don't think he's a good starter, but he's a good backup, and they were able to put up a good chunk of points with him at quarterback. I mean, they did have a great wide receiver core. I don't think it's going to be as you know as much of a scoring offense in Indianapolis. You do have Jonathan Taylor. You do have Jonathan Taylor, and he had he had a bit of an off season. Let's be fair. Yeah. He did. He had a bit of an off season, but I think it's a great hire for the Colts. They really need someone that's going to be able to put points up on the board. What I really like this hire for is what he was able to do with um, the quarterbacks he's worked Jaylen with. Hurts. He's worked with he, he's worked with Philip Rivers. He's worked with Justin Herbert. He's worked with um, Jalen Hurts, as you talked about. I mean, he, he he's part of the reason why Jalen Hurts was. Uh, if he doesn't get hurt, he might have been the MVP this year. Yeah, um, he was really really good this year. And that's, you know, that's what that's what the Colts are going to need. The Colts are taking a quarterback, whether it be at one or four. They're taking a quarterback now, whether it is Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at number one, whether one of those fall to four, whether we end up with Will Levis. I don't want Will Levis, but I I have a little bit more trust in if we end up with Will Levis that he won't be a complete and utter bust with Steichen at the helm, but I, I, I like that we're going to have somebody who... And Steichen's run several different offenses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's very good at finding what this, this quarterback is good at and building around his quarterback. Yeah, like you said, I mean, look, Justin Herbert, massive arm. Yes. Great arm talent player. And then you look at Jalen Hurts. He's not the arm talent that you see, but he's got the legs and he runs the ball. And I mean, you watch that Super Bowl... They ran the ball a lot with Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and they did well. I mean, it was a great Super Bowl. They put up 35 points. That's huge in a Super Bowl. 
But then, I mean, you also look, like I said, Justin Herbert, Phillip Rivers, guys who did it more with their arm. I think whoever they pick up, it's going to be it's going to be a good fit regardless. He's going to find what they're good at. I mean, obviously, there's the college film on what they're good at. Will Levis, a guy who's got a big arm from what we've seen, a lot of arm talent, maybe not, you know, the most consistent thrower, but a lot of arm talent. You can't say that he doesn't have a lot of arm talent. I, I, I can't. He has a big arm, but I just I don't I don't like him as a prospect. But then you look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, more of more of I'd say more of a dual threat, yeah. dual threat type guys, guys that can do it with the arm. May not have as big of an arm as Will Levis, but they can also do it with their legs. I mean, I think he's going to be able to find a good offense that fits whichever quarterback they end up taking. I I would agree. Also hiring from the Eagles as well. The Eagles defensive coordinator has been hired by the Cardinals as. Jonathan Gannon is the new Cardinals head coach. I, I'm a bit surprised on that one. That wasn't the one I was expecting, but yeah, I it, it's a five-year contract, and I don't know. I'm I, not sure. That that's another. I, I wouldn't say questionable because I think the Eagles did do very well on the defensive side of the ball this year. Obviously, the Super Bowl isn't a f- like representation I, I, of their defense. I, I think I think what the Super Bowl showed us is that. The Eagles' pass rush really masked a lot of the problems yeah. that the that the secondary rest of the defense had. had. Yeah, that yeah. the secondary had, and it, it's just a head shaker because you know that you know Kyler Murray has been butting heads with the the management and whatnot, but they 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 say he's their like you know star quarterback for for the years to come, and then you, you pick you, up a defensive minded coach. You also have that. You he also just had a major knee injury though. So I mean that that's also something where you kind of sit there and you go I don't I don't know I yeah I don't I, know where they're going to end up with that I, is Kyler going to come back and be Kyler Kyler yes is 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 he still going to be the Kyler Murray we saw for the first few years or yeah. is he kind of going to not is he going to be kind of like what Colin Kaepernick was after he messed up his shoulder after yeah. what you know Michael Vick uh, is is he going to be what some of these more mobile quarterbacks after they got injured is he still going to be able to keep that up yeah is he is he able to adapt really is he able to adapt to you know if his injury really did do a lot is he able to adapt to that i don't know the cardinals cardinals are really just a head scratcher for me because they're in probably the toughest division in in the end i don't know they're a really tough division let's be fair um I mean, the Seahawks looked good with Geno Smith at quarterback, and I mean, we hadn't heard of Geno Smith in years. Um, and then the, the Rams, when the Rams are healthy, they're a scary team. The Niners are always going to have a good defense. just matters if they can keep a quarterback healthy, for God's sakes. Um, but they're just a real head-scratcher for me because I don't see them winning the division in the next three years. I really don't. No? I don't know. I feel like... That they've they've spent a lot of money on a lot of players that haven't panned out, and they're just kind of trying to get a wild card. Because yeah. like I said, I don't see them winning the division. No, not at all. But we'll have to see. Uh, another, let's see, where do we want to go with the other rest of the NFL <laughs> roundup? Because there there was a lot of a lot of news. Um, We'll start with this one. We talked a little bit about this before the show off air and just kind of like, you know, where can he go? The Raiders have officially released Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, he is. He was before the deadline. He had a big a big bonus coming up, so yeah. they released him. Um, no no trade partners. Where does he go, I wonder? I Where I think he would fit best is the Jets. I think he would be good yeah. because all the Jets need – is a quarterback. It's a quarterback. That's all they need. And Derek Carr is a is a serviceable enough quarterback. Very Derek good, Carr yeah. is a, a pretty good quarterback. I think that's the perfect spot for the Jets. You get a veteran quarterback. He maybe he can, maybe he can build up a little bit for Zach Wilson. If not, I mean, you still have him, and he's still solid. Uh, I mean, with it's Carr. not like he's fallen out of the league yet. He's no. still a very very solid. He's still a very solid quarterback, and especially play. especially with that defense. I mean. Literally, if the Jets had any semblance of an offense, yeah, they no make kidding. the playoffs this yeah. year. I mean, 
I, I agree with you. I think the Jets are the the most likely, but I do think he fits well. I, I think New England's not a bad spot for him. Um, I think those are the, really the only two teams in the AFC that would be vying for him. And then in the NFC, I mean, the Commanders. Like, I, again, another team that's got a decent offense but didn't have a good quarterback this year. No, I, I always I always liked Heineke. Heineke's I interesting. Have, but... I, I, I do like him. I like his story. He's got a great story, but... Eric Carr such a big upgrade over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I could see him going to the Commanders. I don't really, I don't see him going anywhere in the NFC West or in the NFC North. But then the NFC South, that's where it gets interesting again. The Panthers are looking for a quarterback. I mean, the Saints are looking for a quarterback. Out of out of the NFC, I feel like if if we're thinking top two teams in the NFC that he'll go to, I think the Commanders are a very intriguing option, and then the Saints. Saints have a really good young receiving core. They have Alvin Kamara in the backfield. He's always going to take a load off, and but I, I I feel like I feel like he does stay in the AFC. I do think he'll he'll end up signing with the Jets. I think that's just it. Just makes the most sense. It really yeah. does. It it re- it really does. I mean, unless unless the Jets get. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's starting his darkness retreat this weekend. Uh, I, we talked. You were you were on the show the day we talked about that. Would you ever find yourself in oh a darkness retreat? Gosh. No, no, no. Four days of darkness for you. Gee, I, I don't know. I mean, I. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, is he is still a very good quarterback? Yes. Is he gonna leave Green Bay? I don't think so. I feel like it's all just to bring some publicity in. I, I, I don't really think he's gonna leave. I don't really see a reason why he. he I, I know he's one of the you know the greats, and he's only won one Super Bowl, and he, he always gets stuck. But why would you come to the AFC if you want to win a Super Bowl? Think about it. I, I mean, I mean you, you gotta go through so many good quarterbacks if you come to the AFC. You gotta get through Josh Allen. You've gotta get through. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, but Joe you, Burrow. You throw him on that Jets team, and you don't think that they could. I mean, look, look at it. I mean, it depends on how well Brees Hall comes back. But you have, if Brees Hall comes back, you have an amazing running back. You have Garrett Wilson. You have a great young defense. I mean, I, I think they're good. I, I don't think the Jets are a Super Bowl team, no matter who their quarterback is right now. I don't know. I just also, Aaron Rodgers has been so flaky these past few years yeah. with the Packers. I. Yeah, you bring him in, maybe you're a playoff team, but I don't I don't know if he really, you know, meshes with that team well. That's 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 my question mark is yes, can you bring in a good quarterback, but is he going to fit in with that team? Cuz I know we saw Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson did not fit with that team this past year at no. all. He looked terrible. But even if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, yeah, is he going to win a lot of games because he's a really good quarterback? Yes. But is he really going to have that team chemistry that you need, that that we see out of Patrick Mahomes in his lineup, that we see out of Joe Burrow with Cincinnati? It, is that chemistry really going to be there when the time comes? Yeah, I'm not sure if it will. Another wild card for that Jets and really any quarterback spot would be Lamar Jackson. But that took a turn as uh, the, uh, the Ravens have hired their new offensive coordinator, and from Georgia, Todd Munkin is the new OC for the Ravens, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, what that means for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he posted quite a few things on his social media today, and like everyone speculating everything. But I mean, Munkin, Munkin, that's a, that's a decent hire. He's had a good success at Georgia. I mean, there's always going to be speculation, regardless of who's who's doing whatever i mean in the nfl when you're a big name there's always gonna be oh he's gonna go here oh he's gonna go there oh he's gonna stay there's always xyz i i i try not to take too much stock in all the speculation until until a contract is signed or there's like a a a surefire you know this is going to happen i i don't think we can really speculate much because you do never know what's going to happen until that contract is signed i don't really see a world where Lamar does go every, anywhere else. I think that Baltimore is the best place for Lamar right now. I don't see a reason of him leaving. Um, if Baltimore is able to pick up, you know, maybe another receiver or two to help him out, 
I mean, he's got a great running back situation. J.K. Dobbins is a great back. I yeah. mean, that offensive when line is pretty solid. Yeah, when he's healthy. The problem, the problem the last few years have been health for the yeah. Ravens. Yeah, that's that's that's. For, I mean, that's always a problem for a lot of teams. I mean, look at look at the Browns. I mean, look at my Browns. They suck. They, but again, it's about health. You know, they have the talent. I think the Ravens have the talent as well. It's just staying healthy. Yeah, I would agree, and it'll be interesting to see. I think an outside spot that I think that Lamar could go if he leaves is the Carolina Panthers, and they just picked up a really interesting hire on their staff, and I really like this hire. Jim Caldwell is going to be on the Panthers' staff. Uh, The former Colts and Lions coach is going to be there as a senior assistant. Uh, he's there as well. With Dom Capers is also there. Uh, Caldwell's going to work with the offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, I, I I like that. I, I like I like I like I like Jim Caldwell being on that staff. I always respected Jim Caldwell. I kind of thought he got screwed out of the league. I mean, he got he he was a sacrificial lamb for the Colts when they decided to suck for luck. Um, he really didn't deserve to get fired from the Lions. He really didn't. I mean, he they were looking for an excuse to go in a different direction, and they, they're they just now recovering from the direction they went into after <laughs> yeah. they ha- fired Caldwell. I mean, I think, I think that this is a really good spot for the Panthers. They still have a lot of gaps they, on that yeah. roster to fix. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see what they do in the draft or yeah. what they do about a quarterback because the quarterbacks they have in the roster oh, right goodness. now are not no. they're not they're not they're not for them but no they gotta they gotta either gotta like like we said sign Derek Carr draft one of the the many quarterbacks I mean this is the draft to draft a quarterback I mean there's what three four five guys that could all do very very well is there I, I think there's really only two I don't th- I, I'm not high on Will Levis I'm not high on Will Levis. I think the only two quarterbacks that jump out to me as quarterbacks that will do something in the league is Young and Stroud, and that's it. And and I I I I think you know there's always going to be those one or two yeah. that are picked in the mid rounds that start doing something later on. But I I just I I don't know. There's nobody that really jumps out to me as being that star quarterback. The question is, is is this quarterback going to need to start right away? Or is he going to have a year? Because if, it, if it's not Stroud or Young, I think it's I, I think you give those guys, you know, at least a year to learn under whoever they decide to throw in there. Uh, whether it's, I think they got Darnold and... You have Darnold, uh, P.J. Walker. Is, is I mean, you, they probably bring somebody in. They probably yeah. bring in like a, maybe, maybe a Daniel Jones. Maybe a, or Joe Flacco. I know he hasn't played no, much. No, not Joe Flacco. He's an older veteran. No, no. not Joe Flacco. He's, he's, maybe, maybe even bringing Gardner Minshew off the Eagles, giving him a year to start, something like that. I, I Gardner Minshew's a better one. Flacco, no. Just because Flacco came, just because Flacco led a, 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 an impossible comeback against your Browns this year, does not. <laughs> mean he's still a good quarterback I, that's the thing i don't think this next year is the year the panthers are going to win no i, 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 I think would they agree. take one more year you know continue to rebuild you bring in that transition quarterback you know that that veteran who's able to give you one good year maybe not even a good year but you know a year where you're you're a solid team you're not really tanking per se but you're not really looking at the playoffs you know, a, a veteran quarterback that's gonna, you know, be able to teach the younger guys. That's what. That's more as what I was thinking with Joe Flacco. Not really yeah. like someone who's gonna win you a lot of games, but someone who's gonna give whoever the young quarterback is a lot of knowledge, a lot of like experience. I I, I agree. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of interesting storylines when it comes to quarterbacks, and it doesn't help that the the quarterback market is. Just Weird. strange at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange at the moment because with some of the quarterback contracts that you got, like you don't know whether Daniel Jones is going to end up with ten million a year or thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, both I, are equally plausible. They are. I, I, I used to not really like Daniel Jones too much, but this year he really, he really showed me that he is improving considerably. Yeah, in the he, NFL. I mean, it, it. Some of it was just you know finding a decent. Uh, finding a, a better head coach and more stability in that position. 
you know, not having Joe Judge or oh, uh, Ben McAdoo or anybody like that, having some sort of consistency yeah. there. I mean, I that that really helped him. And yeah, but he's still he's not he's not worth more than like fifty million dollars a year. Probably yes, but I mean, you never know with the quarterback market. I don't think they will pay him. I don't think he'll want that much money. I think he'll want to stay with the Giants. The Giants have a good defense. They're starting to build a really solid roster there in New York. They're going to be a scary team for years to come. Yeah. Um, and da- I think Daniel Jones is a great play caller for him. I really do. I mean, if he's able to have another season like this, you know, him and Saquon being able to run the ball. I mean, the fact that Daniel Jones, you know, he cut down those turnovers. That he I mean, did. That, that was his. That was his biggest knock, is that he 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 turned the ball over way too much. And this year, he he cut down the turnovers, less interceptions, less fumbles. I don't know. I mean, I I don't see a reason for the Giants to not pay him around 10 to 15 mil a year and i don't see a reason for him to want to leave yeah i i i would agree i just i don't know it, the, i i he's going to be an interesting case study for the market of kind of middle of the road quarterbacks because yeah. you have i mean you just had the market was a little bit weird i mean you kirk cousins is not an elite <laughs> quarterback and he he's getting Oh, what he's getting like twenty-seven million guaranteed yeah. a year. I, I I don't know. It, it just it, it's going to be intriguing to see if Daniel Jones is going to fix the market or if it's going to perpetuate it a little bit and what that means for a lot of these other quarterbacks that are coming on on these uh, bridge deals. Yeah, I think I think he is going to be a really interesting case, but um, I don't know. I I really don't see the Giants overpaying him, and I don't see him asking for you know crazy amounts of money. When it when it comes down to it, I think. A lot of these quarterbacks do have the same thought in mind, and that's winning. You know, they want to win. They want to win a Super Bowl. That's the whole point of being in the NFL, right? Yeah. I I I don't really see Daniel Jones asking for a huge bag. I really don't. We'll see what happens in the offseason. It's going to be a fun offseason. It is. It always is with the NFL. There's always stuff to talk about, and we'll be here to talk about it when it happens. You're listening to the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting, our surefire hot picks, and talking a little bit about the Cavs after the break, right here on WATH. Give good health a shot. Now's the time to get your updated COVID booster and your flu shot. If you have Medicare, your vaccinations are covered at no cost. Both vaccines can even be administered at the same time to save you a trip. Stay up to date for better protection this season. Contact your health care provider, pharmacy, or local health department to schedule your COVID and flu shots today. This message is brought to you by Buckeye Hills Regional Council. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of RJFS. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740. 740- 4-0-6-9-8-35-21 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. <clears throat> Going on Blaylock, Dylan Westmeyer here with you for about another four minutes here on the Sports Fan. Remember, we got Athens High School Basketball coming up. Cedric Granger forget that game. Is that game at McAfee or is that game at Logan tonight? I believe it's at McAfee Gymnasium because Athens is the 16 seed. 
No, no, no. It's not tournament yet. Oh, not tournament. It's oh, not tournament yet. They've oh, got a rivalry gracious. game against Logan. I don't remember where that I game am is, not but sure. I, we have it. We have it here. <laughs> well, well, no matter if it's in Athens or Logan, we have it right here on WATH. It'll come up in about the next twenty to thirty minutes. But it's time for a surefire hot picks, and I'll go with mine first. And uh, you're never going to guess what basketball conference this is going to be out of, Dylan. <laughs> What conference is it, Carl? The Mountain West. Uh, Air Force. Air Force taking on Utah State. Uh, Utah State's good. I think they win the game. Air Force... Here's the thing, though. Utah State's 13.5-point favorites. I think the Falcons play them closer than that. I think this is about a 9- or 10-point game. Give me Falcons plus 13.5. What about you, Dylan? Yeah, well, for me, I think I'm going to head back to the MAC like we were talking about earlier. Kent State, Western Michigan, uh, Kent State's minus 11. I think I think Kent State's going to beat Michigan, Western Michigan by more than 11 tonight. I, I really do. I mean, Kent State's coming off very, very solid wins recently, you know. I just don't, I don't, I don't see this game being closer than 15. Yeah, I, I could see, I could see that as well. Quick look at the NBA. How about your Cavs? Yeah, they're look they're looking good. Seven game win streak. Got a victory over the big, Spurs last night. Yeah, I mean, bi- I, Mitchell I, had a big performance. Can't, can't really say it's a big win. The Spurs haven't looked that good this year, but I mean, you can never count Coach Pop out. I mean, yeah. Coach Popovich. I mean, it, it, he's gonna have his team ready to play every night. Yeah, they're they're struggling a little bit this year, but I mean, the Cavs look good. I think the reason the Cavs look so good is because. Even though they have Mitchell, they know Mitchell's going to drop, you know, 30 a night. He's going to give you 30 a night. But then Darius Garland's having a solid season. I mean, Jared Allen's a double-double machine this year. I mean, he's a double-double machine, period. And then Evan Mobley's really coming into his own, you know, his second year. He had a really solid season last year, and he's he's picked right up off it. Um, I guess if you really do want to pick a hole in that starting lineup, it is Isaac Okoro. Um, but he's not really out there to score the ball. He's out there to play good defense. I mean, and that's what he does. And the bench, I mean, I love seeing Karis LeVert come off the bench. I love seeing Ricky Rubio healthy again. I mean, I'm really excited for this Cavs team. I really am. Uh, I think they can do a lot in the playoffs this year. Uh, But, again, the the playoffs are tough. I mean, Boston and Milwaukee are both really, really, really good this year. Do do you think that the Cavs could maybe sneak into a conference finals berth? I could see it. I mean, I very well could see the Cavs being a three seed this year. Yeah. Um especially now that Brooklyn sold their entire team. Yeah. Um I see them, you know, them and uh what is it? The 76ers I believe are in third right now. I could see the 76ers and the Cavs fighting for that 3 seed and the Cavs have had Boston's number this year so far. But Milwaukee on the other hand, I think I think if we if we see Boston in the second round, I think we could beat Boston, but then it if we see Milwaukee in the second round, I think it goes the other way. I think it really matters on who they play in that second round. Yeah, it, it it's going to be interesting to see what the Cavs do this year. The entire Eastern Conference is just, it's I mean, the entire NBA, honestly. It's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's a free-for-all. It's going to be fun. It's a really interesting year, finally. It, well, we, had, we had some interesting years the last few years. But, I mean, this year is the one year where it is completely wide it open. It is wide open. You don't know who's going to win this year. It's, it's nuts. And I love it. I love the parody. Absolutely. That'll wrap up today's sports fan for February 14th. Be sure to join us tomorrow. Myself, Michael Roth, and we got special guest from the post, Ashley Beach, joining us. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, right here on WATH.